Blog Talk Radio. Come back home, 
and I and I alone create and co-create my divine all blessed reality. And so it is. I say, I say, oh, I say, if there is a God, if there is a God, I too am God. If there is a divine creator God, you too are in divine creator God. And this is what I stand up in. This is what I walk in each and every day. This is why I sing confident that I create and recreate my reality. Not you, not the weather, not what I have or don't have at any given moment. I'm divine when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> I am divine prince when I lay down at night. I am divine prince when you can't see me, when you can't hear me, when you don't know me, when you can't monitor my actions. I live and walk and stand in my truth. And I invite you today, this Friday, April 17th, 2020, to do the same. I am emanating and vibrating with you and for you now, live, verbally, virtually, cosmically, quantum universally from this working temple of the house of the divine prince, Thai Potion and Hoodoo Central, LLC. All is truly and indeed a blessing in this beautiful, historic, legendary, and most enchanted city in America, New Orleans, Louisiana, the land of my ancestors, and those who came before me along this Hoodoo spiritually obey a life path and journey, passing down the great Obia stick along with the knowledge of a life giving healing herbs, roots, plants, rituals, spirits, and minerals. I invite you to join me here live at high noon U.S. Central Standard Time for a daily, week daily edition of Revolutionary Who Do New Orleans Who Do Secrets and Recipes, where we indeed share the legacy, the culture, the history, the tradition, and our stories. These are our stories. This is my story. This is not something lifted from a book. This is not something borrowed from some other talking head. This is my story. And indeed, the story of my people and the people of historic Treme, the people of Foxborough Treme, the people of New Orleans, Louisiana, the people of Louisiana, the people of Mississippi, Mississippi Delta, who do, who do, stand up in the room, Ashe. Remember that no matter what we say, what we do, spiritual knowledge, spiritual power lies in its efficacy, its ability to produce lasting, reliable, tangible, reproducible results right here, right now in this present moment in time space. This is more than religion. This is more than my philosophy. This is more than my belief or my faith, this is indeed the power, the ashe, the energy that I stand up in, that I walk in, that I demonstrate in each and every every day. And I invite you to be a part of this experience. Understanding that now as we move into this hour of revolutionary do New Orleans Hoodoo Secrets and Recipes, the creation of sacred space is crucial to everything we say or do. It is the root of our power. It is the root of our, our destiny. It is the root of our foundation that the creation of the space 
and sacred, not only just what you set up outside, not just your candles and your oil and your white table and your shrines and your altars, but that sacred space that you indeed create within. And we create that inner sacred space. There's no room for the nonsense. There's no room for the negative self-talk. There's no room for the, the bitterness and, and, the, and the shallowness and the carnality that is only attached to the flesh, to the, to the material world, to the carnal world. Indeed, we create sacred space so that we can operate in the realm of spirit, in the realm of truth. So therefore, we create sacred space in all things. Spiritual knowledge and power lies in its efficacy and its ability to produce lasting, reliable, tangible manifestation right here and right now. In all else is ego, all else is vanity, all else is fantasy, all else is creative imagination. I welcome each and every one of you individually, collectively in this sacred space. Uh, let me pull up my chat so I can, so I can see you. Welcome, Justice, Slum Life, Peace and Blessing. Lydia Martin, welcome to the show. Tiona D. Carter, please do all due respect to our, our moderator, our organizer, our leader in the chat room. I welcome each and every one of you, Keisha Smith, uh, Beatrice James. Uh, is there anyone that I'm not seeing? Candace Williams, welcome so much. Imani Sankofa, Anthony, 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 I don't know why I always want to say your last name first. April Anthony, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. I welcome my continuous participants, my repeat listeners, but I also welcome my brand new listeners to open up, participate in the show, type your questions, comments, or requests in all capital letters in the chat room so that Keon and I can see your questions and identify them clearly. If you're having a problem with typing capital letters, if you've been blocked out, for some reason by the YouTube algorithm for typing in all, all capitals, please be sure to use appropriate punctuation, quotation marks, question marks, so that we can identify your question or comment. From the other lovely conversation that we have ongoing in the chat while Graham is here, I also need to utilize the chat, which is also open in Blog Talk Radio, I am moderating on my own in the Blog Talk Radio. And I welcome your questions, comments, or phone calls at area code 845-277-9143. Please do press the number one on your telephone keypad, just as area code 301 has done, just as area code 323 has already done. I'm going to say everybody's area code three times. So I've already said two area codes once. And then I'll say your area code a second time, and then the third time. And on that third time, your mic will be actively open. And I do that to give both of us a time to be prepared to be live on air without any interference or background noise um, going on. Who do a cultism? Bro, I don't know what's up with you. <laughs> I, I just called your area code. I was getting on my way to you, and then you disconnect on me. Keona, um, I see you, beloved. Your mic is open, 323. 323, your mic is open. Welcome and hey. greetings, always. Hey, girlfriend. Greetings. Peace and blessings, beloved. 
I'm in an amazing mood again. Yes, and we're happy for for you and grateful for your active participation uh, in the show. Did you have a question or a comment for me? No, I'm just joining in. I'm just in good spirits. Um, yesterday, once once the show ended, um, someone had contacted me last month um, inquiring about my services, and I had got discouraged because I felt like they had wasted my time. And right when the show ended, I don't think in 15 minutes had passed, they t- uh, text me and said they were ready to move forward and um, send a deposit to my PayPal. Well, indeed, that's a blessing. Anyone who's working right now, it's a blessing. Anyone who's gaining income right now, it's a blessing. You know, Hollywood South is, is really the bulk of my income comes from Hollywood South. And Hollywood South ain't moving right now. We can't film anything. Um, I am seeing some projects that are, you know, being recreated uh, behind the scenes. Um, I'm hesitating, obviously, because I, I want to be diplomatic and I don't want to give away these people's projects. But um, they're doing it remotely. So they're asking particular questions. They're, they're asking you to, you know, settle into a particular feeling, mood, subject matter, uh, and then produce that, you know, remotely by, by video or, or by Skype, you know, or, or what have you. So I am seeing um, some movement in Hollywood South in an attempt to um, keep people not only working, but I think to more importantly keep people motivated. Uh, keep people's spirits up, give people a new way of looking at creation and recreation and, and indeed art and how we can now bring that mm. forward in the present condition. Um, this is the challenge for all of us. This is the challenge for everyone under the sound of my voice, not just myself, not just Hollywood stuff, not just uh, Kiona, but everyone, whether you're still working and still employed, or if you are still employable and have skills that can be utilized and offered right now during this time period, remember that this is a time to recreate and to begin anew and to see yourself and what you do and how you operate in a very new way. Beyond just the hygiene, of course, what's most obvious? How do we be clean? How do we sort of separate ourselves from from direct and, and personal contact? And I know you all are getting mixed messages. I, I know you all are hearing, you know, let's figure out a way to open this thing back up. That's not happening. And any of you, of you who believe that, who accept that, um, what I'm about to say is hard. Make sure people have your, your name and your address and your social security number and make sure people know where your insurance paperwork is um, because you put yourself at risk. We're still going to see several thousand people die from this. Uh, if, if we don't get on one accord, if we don't get unison, and, and if that one accord unison is not possible, then you as an individual need to be clear, need to be educated, need to be updated, need to be aware, need to be on CDC every day like I am, need to be in the news every day like I am, need to be paying attention to the rebound in China, in Italy, in other countries and make sure your, your family, your children, your friends, your peers make personal phone calls you've been doing, you need to do that. I spent many hours yesterday calling uh, everybody I knew over 40 and making sure that they had a clue. 
And even some people under 40, nieces, nephews, cousins, I made sure they had a clue too. Don't, don't be foolish. Don't be no idiot. Don't get caught up in the entertainment of talk radio, of news radio. You better wash your ass. And you better watch your ass and watch your back. Remember, baby boy, you better watch your back, you know, because some of you already don't trust. Some of you already find it all to be propaganda. Okay, so it's absolutely the obvious of what they're telling you. It's absolutely worse than what's being said. It's absolutely more to it every day. And even for those with the best of tensions, the best of intentions, whether they be me or politicians, your local government, whatever, they still are not desiring to create a, a panic, you know. So they're still tempering what's being said. So, so that's why in the ritual cycle of things, we got to acknowledge the ancestors. We got to acknowledge the ancestors in all things. Be grateful for life in all things. Be grateful for the opportunity that that you woke up and you're breathing and you have life, health, and strength and you had the opportunity now to create a new reality. Create a new reality. It's our choice to get up and repeat the same reality every day. It's your choice to do that. We get comfortable. We get set in our ways. We fear the unknown. We fear the unseen. We fear what we can't necessarily map out immediately. But we indeed have the opportunity to create and recreate a new reality each and every time you wake up. Each and every time you, you wake up and you're still breathing and you can open your eyes and your, and your eyes, you have an opportunity to create and recreate a reality. We also acknowledge the power of the white cloth, the power that governs the head, the power that fashion the body, you know, and, and made us human and gave us humanity. Understanding that if, if we're uh, inebriated, if we're drunk, whether that be on power, whether that be on knowledge, whether that be on wisdom, whether that be on emotion, then, then we create and recreate infirmity, disability, things that ain't quite right. Um, the, the white cloth reminds us of, of that, to walk a line of purity, of sanctity, of wellness, of wholeness, of, of consciousness. The white cloth reminds us of that. The white cloth also all colors, all colors in the spectrum. So when we think about clearest of, of course, crystal and its ability to reflect color, rainbow spectrum. And some crystals actively show rainbows within them. And those rainbows then add a whole nother element of, of manifestation to your quartz and to your work that you operate in, in quartz. So on, on this day, I also acknowledge in acknowledging the white cloth, mine, white minerals and our white stones and, and those substances like salt, like salt. And what role they play in conjuring, in magic, in hoodoo, in, in root work, spirituality and tradition. Even that great magical book talks a lot about salt. Get you a good encyclopedia, a good 
a good encyclopedia. Uh, there are some encyclopedias specific for specific to and specific for your magical book. And it goes into detail about every word that's being used and, and why and, and what the symbolism is behind that. So often you hear me speaking from a, a spiritual and a symbolic code. Some of you want to know, well, where is he pulling that from? Where is he drawing that from? There is divine numerology. There is a, a system in the universe, and it pervades all cultures, all traditions, all practices. Now, there are many avenues to access this. Many people gain access to this knowledge by various paths. You know, I, I had a prophet in the city of Chicago, 1999, introduced a great deal of this information to me. Uh, Bahala was his name. I'm not even sure if Bahala is still with us, if Bahala is still incarnate. Bahala uh, truly introduced me to, to the science of, of quartz and crystals and, and minerals and to many of the proverbs and limericks and, and magical phraseology that's used in the great magical book and what they meant. What is behind where two or more gathered in my name, I shall be in the midst of them. That's that triangle that I often reference that has many dimensions, that has many meanings, that has many symbolic references attached to it. But it also represents two of us or more coming together in our higher octave and operating in our higher knowledge, operating in our higher power to produce bigger things, great things, change, transformation at every level. And so when I talk about sacred, sacred formation of sacred space and those divine minds coming together in this sacred space, we are indeed creating power. We are creating magic. This is indeed a magical ceremony that we stand in right now, that we sit right now. Those of you who consciously choose to occupy this space right now are experiencing what Keone is experiencing, being excited every day, seeing magic manifest in the life every day, seeing the ancestors and the Orisha and the Loa do great things every day, but you got to be standing in it. And it's a conscious thing. It's more than ceremony now. It's more than a paddle on the ass and, and jumping a broom and, and having the white cloth placed over your head you got to consciously bring your spirit body into this. And so, yes, there is a level of understanding there that, that's required. And so I, I beg you, I implore of you, your first greatest magical book is your journey. Is your journey. God don't need no middleman. The goddess don't need someone to stand up as an intermediary and speak for them. They will indeed speak right to you, right through you, right in you, all around you. All you've got to do is ask for it. And, and one of the scariest prayers I've ever prayed was, was that, God, show yourself to me. If it's a God, if it's a goddess, if it's a great power, you've got to show yourself to me. It's got to manifest in a way. It's Labor Day, earth-bound, Virgo can understand. 
you know, who, who had been through all this religiosity and, 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 and denominationalism, God had to make it clear to me in a way that was separate from humanity's demonstration. And the voice kept coming back. The demonstration kept coming back. Go within. Look at yourself. Who are you? Where did you come from? You know, and, and, and particularly African-Americans, because I know everybody listens to this show. Every ethnicity, every race, many cultures listen to this show. But particularly the descendants of shadow slavery, the, of the middle passage, we've got a missing, a gaping hole in terms of piecing our lineage together, piecing our backgrounds together, piecing our identities together. And some have, have accepted that lack of information and live as if, as if we were born here, you know, figuratively, that we have no background beyond here. And so they continue to embrace the religion, the culture, the practice of the same oppressors that would oppress us today in every way possible. And I know Hoodoo occultism and a few others love when I hear, when they hear this, this topic. Um, I see you, um, Hoodoo occultism. Uh, where's the question? No, he wanted to ask a question on the phone lines um, before he started back working. Um, is this about the dead cat? <laughs> Listen, y'all. I want to, you know, I'm hesitating now because I want to be diplomatic. I, I want to find my words. I, I want to be as kind and as gentle to to uh, hoodoo occultism, but also everybody else who, you know, you you see a frog, a cat. You see a snake, you see a bird, but you have not been initiated or, 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 or studying the many components that go into that. And that's why I keep coming back to, um, even before I saw your question, I said the greatest magical book you possess is your journal, is your journal. Th- these events are not singular are not um, isolated from the rest of your experience. So for me to answer that, to clarify that, to read that, I'm also going to look at what did you do before that? What did you do after that? It's, it's just too many questions that I would have to ask that you could ask yourself and just look at your journal. And if you're not journaling, you're losing Beloved, you're losing this detail. You're losing the meaning. You're losing the context in which this symbolism is being pushed at you. Now, you know, is there, there's general symbolism for most everything. And that's when, when, you know, things get dicey for me because people say, well, is there a dream book? Is there a symbolism book? You know, does the dead cat mean the same thing for everybody? Does dreaming about fish mean the same thing for everybody. Does seeing a snake mean the same thing for everybody? I, I hold up a black obia every day. <laughs> every day. And so clearly snake, black snake means something very specific to me that 
no one has ever asked about. <laughs> By the way, you all step over a black snake every day and don't ask about it. But but now you see it on your path, on your path. And yes, I am speaking more directly now to, to, to the answer who do. Now you see it along your path and you want clarity. So uh, along your path, those are the key words. So if you're not journaling, you're not maintaining a journal, you're losing the details of your story. You're losing the details of why things are happening when they do, when they do. There's always a literal definition and a figurative. You know, if we were to look about, talk about books, things being in the book, um, let's compare it to your dictionary, your thesaurus, your uh, encyclopedia. And yes, things are going to be generic. What's the positive meaning of it? What's the negative meaning of it? But then there's the, what's the meaning of it when it happens to me on my journey, in my path, in context with what's going on with me? Um, I, I, I would be concerned about seeing or walking over anything dead right now in the context of the virus. In the context of the virus. So is it a literal sign? Is the cat dead from the virus? We know the tiger had the virus. We know a dog was reported in the news for having the virus. So is nature, because now we're talking about nature magic. I, I tried to teach one of my cousins nature magic uh, just before our communication broke down <laughs> some 25 years ago. Um, you know, birds travel in a particular number in nature magic. Animals cross your path in a particular pattern or number in nature magic. Uh, so it's death talking to you. Are you getting a warning about your travel, your activities? I'm getting personal now, who do occultism. Um, do you trust what you're being told? Do you trust what you're hearing? I'm listening to Dr. Falsey. I'm reading the, the CDC. They are still not, even with all the notion of, you know, cover your face, cover your, your respiratory tract, you know, wash your hands, you know, do we wear gloves? Do we not wear gloves? I'm reading the fine print. I'm paying attention to what's being said every day. And the reality is they're still not exactly clear how this is, how this is traveling, how long it's staying in the air. I'm hearing three days. I'm hearing eight days. I'm hearing differences of days depending on what um, uh, surfaces it, it, it lies on. Uh, thank you, Yoel Adamus. You know, is it being carried by bugs? Is it being carried by mosquitoes? Are flies carrying it? Those of us, you know, especially in the South, in the springtime, we, we got all of that. We got vermin and insects, and we got all of that. And so I stay in my house. I go out and walk the block to the end and back, you know, in particular times of the day, you know, in the heat of the day when there are no mosquitoes, you know, I don't do it at night. I don't do it at dusk and at dawn. You know, my shutters are shut up at dusk and at dawn, you know. But during the heat of the day, I'll stick my head out, perhaps. I pay attention to the wind. Is the wind carrying it away? You know, if it's dead still and, and ain't no air moving, I probably ain't standing in my door. You know, call me crazy. Call me paranoid. You know, call me the hoodoo man. 
Call me the conjurer. Call me the voodoo man. I'm going to listen to spirit. Call me the witch doctor. I'm going to listen to spirit. I'm the medicine man. I'm going to listen to spirit. You're not getting all the information. Even the most educated of us about what's happening, we know we're not getting all the information. The wise man knows when I think I know everything, when I think I know enough, I step into the realization that I know nothing. And so we keep looking. We keep examining. We keep researching. Did you see my latest Instagram photo? I'm serious. In 95, I cut the sleeves off of a T-shirt because that fits over my head perfectly. So I put one T-shirt over, one the sleeve, the short sleeve from a T-shirt, cut it off a T-shirt, Put that over top of your N95, okay? Then I take the other sleeve and put that over <laughs> the other sleeve. And now I got my visor that I can wear, you know, that's attached to the hat. I've also got another visor that you haven't seen yet in, in my coronavirus fashion, uh, COVID-19 couture. I have another visor you haven't seen yet that I can also wear over top of the N95 and the two layers of cotton over that. And cotton, not nylon, not rayon, not synthetic material, cotton, cotton. And so for all of you African clothes wearing, Muslim clothes wearing, ethnic clothes wearing, Hindu clothes wearing folks who most of everything we got is cotton anyway, we, we already covered, baby. <laughs> we already covered. All we got to do is cut up some cotton fabric, you know, and, and put it on, attach it. So, yeah, we, nobody really knows. Not in the, not, not a, nobody really knows. Um, Urban Gorilla asked, and, and forgive me if I'm skipping over questions, you know, my screen keeps scrolling up. So I'm seeing what's lowest to the bottom on my screen. Um, Urban Gorilla, what is the hand of Ephah, and can I explain the use and meaning of Ekin? Some people say I can, but it's Ekin. Um, the Ekin are, are the palm nuts and the 16 palm nuts. And you can't just use any palm nut. They have to have a particular natural configuration. Often that's referred to as eyes and the ability for them to see. Um, if you're new, Urban Gorilla, but I think you've heard, uh, been here before. You, you, you might not be new. But for people who are, certain things I don't go into a great detail about because perpetrators will latch on to that and, and then present it to you, perpetrate it to you as if they know what we're talking about, as if they've gone through this process. So Urban Gorilla, beloved, there are particular ekings, particular types and configurations of palm nuts that are utilized, depending on what's happening. Your hand of Ifa is primarily symbolic. It is your receiving of your eking. Often an ID will be attached, which is a, a beaded, uh, a ruler, or a rumula, bracelet. Sometimes it's metal. Sometimes it's beaded. 
Um, that does not make you a, a Babalao, an Ianifa. It doesn't make you a reader of Ifa. It doesn't give you the permission or the authority or the instructions to use the Icane um, to read with or to divine with. In fact, if someone receives a hand of Ifa, um, it's an introduction into the tradition. Because from, from that initial reading, of course, I'm buffering now. Now I'm explaining the details. Now, now I'm buffering on talk radio, so give me a second. I'm going to come to you, uh, who do a cultism on the phone lines if you don't have a whole lot of background noise. We we good. Oh, you good. Okay. So who do a cultism, you're, you're now unmuted. So you can come in when, when you get ready. But let me explain this question about the hand of E5. So anyone who's had the uh, ancestor work in divination knows what Odu is, knows what a do is. Anyone who's had a complete reading or divination knows what a do is. But if you are initiating or you're doing ancestor work in divination, those Odu from that point on travel with you. I'm going to mute you just for a moment and stop finish saying this, and then I'll come back to you. Um, those Odus travel with you. So when you receive the hand of E5, um, that Odu sort of marks your path now moving forward, marks your path now in, in the tradition. Um, so every time you go back to the Babalao to read, they take your Ikim, they wash them, sometimes they have to be fed, and then they pound them and, and they perform your next do or your next do. When I'm working with God children remotely, of course, we have to make some adjustments because it's remotely. I then ask the question, what's your do? What was the last mark? It not only lets me know that they're paying attention, that they're taking notes, that they're keeping up, you know, with, with the process. Uh, but it also, each Odu is built upon. So uh, recently, Urban Gorilla, I don't know if you were listening, I said, you know, what can you do with one hand? You know, you you might be able to operate to some degree with your other hand, but you're not, you know, whole without the rest of your body. So that hand is an introduction. Just like you take... Um, the hand of fellowship in the church. My church people know what I'm talking about. You, 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 they, they open the doors of the church ceremonially. It's something that's said. We open the doors of the church, and then you go up to the front, and they receive your hand. And then everybody in the church shakes your hand following that. So it's an introduction into the tradition. Um, it's an induction, introduction. It should be an introduction to the tradition. Um, and the hand of Ifa should not come first. Your hand should not come first. Your ancestors should come first. Your head for you, you receive uh, a hand of Ifa. Okay, now, uh, Houston, who do a call is it? Okay, you hung up on me again, beloved. Uh, when you have all that extra background noise, I, I can't talk. And having open um, at the same time. Now I'm ready for your questions. 
um, you, you're not on the lines with me, beloved. If you can uh, type your question in into the chat, and then uh, I'll respond to it. Yeah, there is a uh, Yoel Adamus is saying, have I ever noticed a connection between the Ikin or the Ikin and the Ching in China? Absolutely. It's, it's based on a very similar binary code. And for those of you who are familiar with feng shui, and I mean feng shui pop proper, um, there's a chart, there's a board that accompanies uh, authentic feng shui that also has these I Ching houses broken down on it. It also has the planetary system broken down on it. It also has the moon cycles broken down on it. It also has the sun cycles broken down on it. Another example would be the Mayan calendar and the Mayan system, which is this spiral of information that then translates into all this other natural and organic systems and, and, and cycles that humanity uh, intersects or, or interacts with. Absolutely, um, there's a, a connection, there's a correlation between the I Ching and, and the I Ching, uh, uh, for sure. Natural intuition justice is great if we were perfect. And humanity ain't perfect. Um, your body is never perfect at one time. Your mind is never perfect at one time. We move in and out of states of perfection, states of consciousness, sleep, tired, you know, uh, waking in the morning, you know, and, and not being fully in our body. Uh, we're affected by the weather. Uh, we're affected by the energies of, of people around us. Um, so, so intuition would be great if, if it were perfect. And humanity is not perfect. Uh, the mindset is not perfect. Causes us to seek centering, grounding, sometimes fasting, sometimes meditation, sometimes being still. Um, and in the urban climate, um, if I can borrow from your name, Gorilla, <laughs> in the Western world, we often don't have time. You know, we often don't have the environment that um, allows for, that produces balance, of the type of balance that you're talking about. If you're not conscious of it, if you don't demand it, if you don't demand your downtime, if you don't demand your spiritual time, uh, it won't be afforded to you. If your employer uh, is given that opportunity, you're going to be at work 40 hours a week. And some of you are doing 60 hours a week, depending on the, the essentiality uh, of your job and your position right now. So if you don't then demand off time, sick time, me time, maternity leave. You know, maternity leave is a, is a new concept. You know, even for women who had to quickly push out a baby and then find their way back into to the economic system, you know, in order to support themselves under Western culture. In indigenous society, you had time. You had help. You had the community that, that came together during those times of birth, death, you know, resurrection to afford us time to operate in balance. So now if you don't demand it, if you don't ask for it, if you aren't conscious of it, it won't be given to you. It won't be given to you. And, and even we ourselves can overwatch TV, over listen to the radio, 
spend too much time listening to gossip or, or, or just talking to random stuff, you know, with your girlfriends, your boyfriends, your homies, you know, your partners. Only the most spiritual, only the most erudite, only the, only the prophets, only those operating under the six-pointed star, which, which is the sign of the prophets, by the way. Um, are we even close to operating in our best intuition? And in all honesty, as a professional reader who has to do this every day, I'm not on point every day. And when I'm not on point, I don't answer my phone. I let my messages go, go to the voicemail. I let people email me and, and I respond a day later, two days later. Or, or I ask for time to get me together. You know, we've over-commercialized everything. So so now you got your, I don't want to call out state, they could then tell you which networks I'm talking about. But you got these psychic networks, you know, with state names, um, if that gives you a clue. Um, and, and various other names, you know, that are 24 hours a day and, they, and they're offering you the best, you know, unlimited experience possible. But no human is there 24 hours a day, on point every single day. Sleep is required. Nourishment is required. Downtime is required. Study is required. Is required. Recharging is, is required. So um, intuition would be great. And, and female intuition supersedes male to intuition at, at every level. Uh, just as I, I can't even tell by your name if you're male or female, but in keeping with the with the ritual calendar, today we also acknowledge Iyami. Iyami is a is a Yoruba word. It's a Yoruba concept that can be found in Voodoo tradition, um, Voodoo worldwide. But I'm using Yoruba words, Yoruba phraseology, Yoruba concepts. Because it's the most prevalent, it's the most accessible. What I say can be documented, can be looked at, uh, can be researched. Um, so I often will use Yoruba. And sometimes, okay, Justice, thank you. But sometimes I will use um, Airway. On the occasion, I'll use Igbo. But often I'll center in Yoruba because of the Orisha romance. And so there are three types of Iyami. There are uh, black, white, red. According to Ephah spirituality, these three types of EI energy are available in the world. They're known as Ajay Dudu. That's your black Iyami energy. Ajay Pupa. That's your red Iyami energy. And Ajay that is your white Iyami energy. Don't disconnect now. Don't hang up now. It's rarely that I share this level of information. Catch it while you can. Witches. We often refer to Iyami as witches. Because in the West, that magic, that power is seen as a cult. It's seen as magical. And it's therefore looked at as witchcraft. But even in Nigeria, even in Ghana, I just realized I had a, a, a pot of water boiling. Let me go turn that off. Even in West Africa, when you talk to the 
You always see them, but you don't know who they are. Anyone who says they've been initiated by EIME tells a lie. Anyone who can tell you they can give you or initiate you into EIME is telling a lie. No one can initiate you into EIME except the EIME themselves. And there's a thing that we have here in the South. I've been able to document and trace back to West African origin, particularly as it relates to the power of EIME. And that those who know don't tell. Those who tell don't know. And so we often speak in proverbs, in limerick, in layered symbolism, uh, the power of, of EIME. Even IJ or luck itself is, is, is elusive, is elusive. Uh, does the does Ajay reside, you know, in a Western context, in the rabbit's foot, or in the lucky key, or, or in the magical charm? Ajay can, as I said, be, uh, can inhabit men as well, and it's often referred to as Oso. There are two types of uh, Ajay, when we think of, of identity, male Ajay, Osho, and female Ajay, Ile Aye, Ile Aye, Ajay. And so men indeed can per, per, uh, uh, contain, protect, project Ajay that's passed on from, from their mothers, their grandmothers, their aunties. And yes, indeed, from your woman, from your wife, uh, from your partner. I say all the time that women can protect a man from his own bad luck, from his own karma, and often do. Men don't often receive the full brunt of their karmic repercussions for their bad deeds, their bad energy, their bad projections when their woman, who possesses Ajay naturally, protects them from that, shields them from that. I believe that's one of the reasons why the law, even in the Western culture, uh, doesn't allow or allow for a woman not to uh, uh, speak against or testify in court against her spouse. We automatically assume it's, it's biased. You're always going to speak mate, or, or, or your partner. Uh, but I also believe that there's some level going back into the Greco-Roman culture in which our judicial system comes out of, uh, where they understood that power of, of women in IJ to affect change and, and transformation um, at their will in, in any given scenario. Um, the power of, of the tongue is great in a woman. And, and that's why we, we, historically have, have feared gossip and the gossip, and particularly the gossip, you know, of women. Uh, I live in a small town, New Orleans. New Orleans has a big city, you know, men, mentality and a big city energy and a big city economy. But, but New Orleans is a small town. Um, seven degrees of separation is reduced to like one or two. In New Orleans, someone who's popular or out in public, uh, like a Judge Joe Mathis, um, <clears throat> like a Manny Fresh, uh, like myself, know almost everybody in town or know that one person or that those two people that then connect you to everybody else in town. 
So that's seven degrees of separation is real small in a small town like this. And so the power of the tongue, the power of a woman to spread good or to spread evil, to spread truth or to spread falsehood, it's great in a small town. Uh, as opposed to a bigger city, you know, your New York and your Chicago, you know, that travels within your community, within your family, you know, maybe within your church or your synagogue, you know, or your temple space. But, but it might not travel to the greatest degree that it does in, in small towns uh, where people are, are close up on each other, closely tied and, and identified with their neighbors, you know, the friends the corner store shop owner, you know, your coffee shop owner, your restaurant tour, you know, we sort of know them up close and in impersonal in a way that I couldn't even imagine when I lived in Los Angeles or Chicago or New York City, these these bigger cities. So the power of IJ, whether it comes through men or women, um, is great and cannot be uh, overstated. And should never be underestimated. According to the Fa, according to Ifa, the difference between men and women is that women are born with Osa. And so Ashe, or the power of the word, it is indeed often the, the, the voice of mom that we hear first, that we internalize first, that places morality, integrity, rules, a way of doing things in us. Uh, even today, we still hear, you know, mama's baby, papa's maybe. Uh, I, I heard just yesterday, on, on somewhere on some program, it might have been Wendy Williams that said, yeah, it was Wendy Williams uh, that said that, you know, the role of mother, though she wasn't negating the, the role of, of dad, uh, but she suggested, like many of you do, that the role of mother is indeed most important uh, than, than that of of dad. And often in court, we see men now have to challenge uh, the right to have uh, visitation and, and responsibility in, in their children's lives, because even the courts still favor the mother uh, to the dad, to the fathers over their, the health and wellness um, of, of children. Indeed, we know men can exhibit all the nurturing, mothering uh, needs necessary to bring about, you know, a healthy, balanced child. And particularly a man who wants to, a man who's conscious of, of Iyami as it exists within us um, and wants to be present uh, in, in the child's life. Often these men belong to Arisha Oko uh, and, and the mysteries that are, are associated with, with Arisha Oko. In Aj and Iyami caught power uh, down and, and and comes to us through song and through proverbs and through storytelling uh, and, and many other avenues. This power is, is inferred on both men and and women. My uh, blog talk radio chat keeps buffering, uh, so forgive me if you're in the blog talk radio chat and I'm not seeing you or responding to you. In adequate time, uh, help me out, uh, Yoel Adamus and Kiona, in moderating um, in the in the YouTube chat and make sure I'm not missing anything. 
Oshumare, um, Hoodoo Occultism, take that in out of there. Um, you're talking about Oshumare. Oshumare is, is the rainbow, is the serpent in the rainbow in the Haitian voodoo uh, Hollywood movie, um, Serpent in the Rainbow. They're alluding to Oshumare. Oshimare also exists in Yoruba, but it's not as popularized. It's not a part of the Orisha romance. Even when we discuss Obatala, we neglect Oshimare. If you haven't received Oshimare or you're not aware of Oshimare, Oshimare is also seen as dual, dual sex, dually sex, and, and not necessarily male or female. Um, he is a spirit of the rainbow. He is a messenger. Like we identify Eshu that carries messages back and forth from the higher octave, the higher range, and, and then brings that down into the, the lower coordinary. Um, Oshumare indeed has medicinal power, um, herb knowledge. So it's very difficult to operate in airway in Yoruba, which is a healing plant, the healing herb. You can't make an Orisha without airway. You can't often perform uh, an Ebo without airway. Um, so Oshimare is indeed, and Oshimare stands up in quartz crystal, controls quartz crystal, and, and passes his wisdom and his rainbow magic, if you will, through the power of, of quartz crystal. Uh, so, so as always, Hoodoo Occultism, you're, you're one of my erudite listeners and participants. You bring power to the word. <laughs> you bring power in your questions. Um, and Oshimare indeed stands up in what I'm, I'm referencing. Yoel uh, Adamus uses the phraseology, light code download. That's Oshimare. Oshimare speaks through light, through the rainbow but also through light and through white light. Oshimare, like Dambala, a serpent deity in Haitian voodoo, who traverses the Pitomaton, which in Haitian Creole means the citrapos. It travels up to heaven and, and comes back down and brings that power down to earth where it can manifest in an earth carnal material manifestation. Because we got to take everything out of our head out of the spirit realm, out of, out, of the in, out of the realm of white light, and then bring it into our reality. It has to then manifest for my tarot readers in your pentacles, in your coins, in, in earth, physical, material, carnal manifestation. Those pentacles for my tarot readers also represent value, class, status, lifestyle, Family values, Dumbala, Oshimare energy. There's a, a link, a connection there. Dan, Dan, D A N, like Nancy, Dan, that ties these forces, that ties these powers together. And indeed, they do ride with Obatala. Indeed, they do ride with Iyami. The serpentine powers operate with and through uh, Iyami. Um, April Anthony asks, 
about an introduction book to Ifa. Um, wow. You know, questions about books are always complicated for me. Um, because I often suggest, I shouldn't say often, I always suggest that people read everything, that people expose themselves to everything. Uh, my books are all over the house right now. So my good e books are in my library. They're not in the room. Ah, let's see. Ella Baboon, who is the Araba, if you will, for Ifa from Oshobo, Nigeria. He has a series of Ifa books that I um, strongly suggest, Um, but I don't have any of them in front of me, and I can't reference them off the top of my head. Um, They're also very difficult to get. You have to get them from people from Osogbo. And of course, there are African-Americans here in the States. Um, I know one Ianifa, um, she's changed her name, so I, I, I can't readily pronounce her new name. I, I know her at Hazel. <laughs> but she's a, a, a priestess, I believe, of Oshun. She's received her hand to Ifa. She's traveled back and forth to Osogbo, Nigeria, Give me a second. I'm going to pull her up on Facebook um, many times. And I know that she has access to the books, often sells the books. Her name is, okay, her name is Ifa Sayi. I'm going to put it in the chat. I-F-A-F-E-Y-I. And she is Apatebi. Apatebi. A-P-E-T-E-B-I, which is a title, which is a, a, a authentic position in the traditions of Ifa. If you are Ifa specific, Ifa specific, and you plan to initiate, spend money, travel to Nigeria, um, I strongly suggest her. She knows people on the ground. She has direct links to uh, the Araba. Many of us do uh, here in New Orleans, but but she uh, is actively operating um, in, in the tradition. Um, so uh, I suggest her. Um, I suggest her as a uh, as a source. Uh, and particularly for books. John Mason has some great books, but not not on E5. Um, the question, um, okay, Grasping the Roots, Divine Power by Chief Yuya. I've never read that. Um, I've never heard of that, but, but it may very well be a good book. There is no one like Maya in in um in Ifa. Um there is no one like Maya. And and it's dangerous to try and compare to synchronize or syncretize um, without fully uh, fully understanding both systems that you're looking at. 
Um, Ogu holds a machete to justice. Um, there's a balance in, in the warriors, um, but you're talking about a group of spirits. So there's no direct singular counterpart to Mayat. Mayat is the law. Mayat is justice. Um, Fa is the law in Ifa. The Fa is the law. In, but if we were looking at deities specific, Ogu, Oshosi, oh, there's many deities that would stand up in Ifa um, as it relates to meting out justice. Eshu, <laughs> you know, Eshu stands in, in the middle um, in terms of, of justice. Um, so, no, I, I can't make a direct a direct correlation between Mayat specifically and a, and a particular deity um, in Ifa. I appreciate your questions and I appreciate your active participation, Kiona, um, Pudu Occultism, Yoel Adamus. You, you all are my superstars who sort of keep the show going. I think they understand better than anyone that if, if you all aren't talking and asking questions, I'm gonna move on. <laughs> I, I'm gonna move on because um, I, I have appointments. I have things to do. So help me out, Keon. Am I missing some of my um, some of my questions? Justice, what are you talking about bringing newborns to work? What did I miss that children at work came up in the conversation? Okay, okay. Okay, maybe I'm scrolling up too high. Okay, thank you, Kiona, for your love and support and your active participation. Indeed, I am nothing without you and my community and, and the people who, who rely on me and support me in what, I day, in what I do and what I bring forward to you each and every day. Um. Hotfoot hoodoo occultism is asking about hotfoot and the appropriate use of hotfoot. Hotfoot is a commercial product um, created by the botanicals. And you know, I talk about the botanicals a lot. Um, they're not often spiritual. They're not often owned or operated by people who know anything about hoodoo or ifa or root work or conjure at all. Um, hotfoot, just like to be quiet, is a commercial product created around what is a perceived need, a perceived um, desired product or, or means to an end. Um, Hotfoot as a concept is not exactly real um, in who do root work and conjure. The idea of making people move around is absolutely real. Um, that's one of my specialties. Uh, Tony Val and I can literally clear a block. And we've done so. We've done so for individuals. We've done so for, for cities, municipalities, not just in Louisiana. Uh, we, we, we did it for the city of Memphis as well, where there might be crime in a block. We can clear that block. We can make the dope boys move around. Um, and it's not a personal attack but it will force energy that's not right, that's not holy, that's not pure, that's not favorable. It'll force that energy to move. 
Um, and, and we use a skillet. Now, a hot foot that you buy in a store, you know, they got their own thing. Uh, we use a cast iron skillet with charcoal coals in it. Um, and then we have our own individual unique mix. And so the hot foot is not necessarily sprinkled or placed on the ground. Um, our hot foot is a, is a burning, incense burning, is a burnt offering. That's the proper language, is a burnt offering. So it's something that we burn and then we fumigate an area. And people can't stand that product. You've heard me talk about people who can't stand uh, dragon's blood, who can't stand the smell of sage, who can't stand the smell of uh, frankincense and myrrh. And so there's some element of, of hot foot science behind that. And so it's a particular combination of herb, plant, and create um, sort of what's known as the hot foot activity. The, the hot foot is, implies making people move around. That's what it implies. So, so real authentic action and it doesn't need that powder that's sold at the Botanica. Um, and often those powders have color dyes added to it to, to imply certain spirits, certain color combinations. But um, the hot foot that you buy that's prepackaged at the store is not, that's not real. That's not legitimate. Um, I can give you a much better mix and how to use it to um, get people to move around. Protecting the home, I talk about that almost every day. Um, start with cleansing, your, your, your ammonia solutions, your sweet water solutions, your house cleaning solutions. Always clean from the front, from the back to the front. Um, there's actually, for those who are initiated or who have received um, um, eschew, there are actual odus that we can say that include sweeping. Uh, Eshu has a particular name that includes sweeping from the front, I'm sorry, from the back to the front. Um, and we sweep from the back to the front. You open the windows and you fumigate from the back to the front. Um, and then you lay down tricks uh, that can secure that in position for longer periods of time. Now, people who are working Arisha, they already have shrines and tricks laid out in very specific locations in the house. Um, I often say for those who are not initiated, for those who haven't received uh, Labe Tet or, or Orisha, your front, your front line of defense is your ancestors. Make sure your ancestral shrine is up to par. Make sure your uh, ancestral altar is, is living, is living. And so it's being fed, it's, it's being uh, um, maintained. Uh, Keisha Smith emailed me uh, about what particular um, potions, notions um, you're interested in making for yourself. Email me about that. Um, Courageous Umi, welcome to the conversation. Um, how do you see animal guides, spirit guides? Um, you see them through the mirror technique that I talked about yesterday. Uh, for seeing past lives and, and other forms of their humanity. Um, some of you remember me saying on the show, the last time we talked about uh, animal totems and animal spirits, that I don't have animal spirits. 
um, I can transform. I can utilize nature in that way, but I don't have an animal totem or an animal spirit, and I can't and have not been able to locate an incarnation where I was just animal. But many of you have through the candle and mirror technique, meditating in a mirror, scrying is really what you're doing, scrying, uh, S-C-R-Y-I-N-G, into a mirror will allow you to see not only past life forms, um, but also um, animal totems um, and your animal nature. We all have animal nature as humans. So your insect consciousness and your animal consciousness live in the body, exist in the body. Uh, but I've never been able for myself to recall, invoke, regret uh, to an animal uh, totem uh, that, that what I would say I was specifically panther or, or I was, uh, some of you are werewolves. Some of you, you know, are other things beyond just animal totem. Uh, so that would be one way in which I would do that. There are also, um, beloved Native American ritual practices that will call animal totems to you that require you going out into nature and performing uh, the ritual in nature. And then the animal totems will reveal themselves to you, will cross your path. Throwing a lot at me right now, so I'm trying to make sense. Who do a cult is? Am I kind of um, responded to how to protect the home? If you want to be more specific, um, email me. Yeah, past lives, uh, Kiona, are really interesting because they greatly affect what we do in today, how we operate today. Um, and often our work, particularly those of you who are so consumed with soulmates <laughs> and love and relationships, often that work, our work is uh, attached to past lives. Um, there are very few souls right now on the planet that are brand new. Very few souls on the sound of my voice right now who have never been here before. And, and this is all a new to you. Um, most of us have been here several times before, um, more than once, over and over again, um, and, and have worked to complete, to continue, um, to perfect, if you will. Um, and so when we think about soulmates and, and love and relationships, that often comes up in the context of things. People aren't first clear about spirit journey before they try and and beat the clock in terms of love relationships. And this Western culture doesn't help, particularly women. You know, you're, you're always hearing conversation about your biological clock and being an old maid and a woman has to marry and, and have children at a particular age and all that kind of effort and responsibility is, is unduly and unnaturally placed on a woman's head in, in many cultures. And so that idea of, of soulmates and love and and getting to it, you know, before you reach a certain age, um, it's really strong. It, it, it competes against standing up in identity. Even in a Western context, women are just now 
being able to say, oh, I can be president, I can be boss, I can be, you know, corporate head, I, I can have a destiny and a life beyond just marriage and children. Um, if some women are competing with that, how do I have a career and be a corporate head and be a boss and still do all that? And, and my hat's off to you. I, I applaud, you know, the men and women who are who are doing that and able to do that in balance, in balance. Um, but I think the spirit should proceed. The spirit should supersede. The, the spirit should be our, our main concern in terms of clarifying um, why we're here and what we're here to do and, and what is my purpose. Uh, I know I'm skipping all over the place, so please forgive me. Um, April Anthony, um, first of all, I acknowledge my ancestors every day. I'm checking my libation only two two every day. Clear water every day. Clear my roads, clear my path every day. Um, I might give coffee once or twice a week. I might feed food once a week. Um, and then, of course, those who are, are um, operating in my active work ancestor work and divination know how to question the ancestors about sufficiency. Is this sufficient? Do, do you require more? Am I doing too much? Should I focus on, on something else? Are those who've gone through and received my ancestor work and divination or those who've actively received Agum properly through other traditions, um, they know what I'm referencing. There, there's a way of asking your ancestors, are they satisfied with the offerings? Are they satisfied with the level of um, acknowledgement? Um, indeed, if I'm in distress, uh, back in those years when I was, you know, chronically homeless and a young person on the street, I might feed, you know, uh, beignets and, and coffee to Marie Laveau every day. Um, and then now, of course, you can't go in the cemetery like that every day unless you are me. Um, or a tour guide, you know, but um, back then, I, I would find my way in every day. And, and there's ways to be crafty and creative and find cemeteries that are a little bit more open, a little bit more accessible, and you never want to take anything um, synthetic, anything artificial. You want to use paper bags, you know, paper, things that are going to degrade and break down, or leave the offerings on the ground um, directly. You don't want to litter. I'm not inviting anyone to litter our cemeteries or anyone else's cemetery or, or sacred uh, ground. But in terms of your shrines at home, um, yes, you, you put your food down on the floor. You, you have your liquor and your rum uh, and your sweet liqueurs and, and coffee and some ancestors like cream and some ancestors like black coffee and some ancestors like beer. Uh, and, and, you know, yeah, you feed uh, when there's a need. You feed uh, ritually. Those who operate within the tradition feed ritually. So there's a ritual cycle to comments. Uh, let me look at Block Talk Radio. No, Keone is the only one who has a hand raised in Block Talk Radio. So I'm good there. Thank you for all of your questions. Okay, Urban Gorilla, is it possible to communicate with Elaki? And can you share some knowledge about Sajidi? 
Okay, um, Eleki, no. And in all due honesty, I'm not willing to answer that question um, based on how you asked it because it suggests you're not initiating. And I strongly will go into the botanica and, and buying beads and assuming them to be Eleki's because they're not. You're wearing beads. If they have not been consecrated properly, inappropriately, in accordance with your head, in the appropriate ceremony, you're just wearing beads. So I'm answering that for you, beloved, but also for people who might be listening. Because this might not be you, but but it's how you ask the question. Um, so no, I don't suggest people try and communicate with the lady um, or, or, or their beads in that way, um, unless you're qualified to do so. Um, there's a divination with your elakis that I'm not even comfortable going into detail right right there on camera, um, in which we can identify a, a power that might be coming through, that might be communicating. And even in that case, um, when it's done, you then seek your godparent or your babalao for clarity. The second part of your question I'm willing to speak to uh, to some degree, and that's Sajidi. And Sajidi is a form of Eshu, is a form of Ilegwa. And Sajidi is a servant, is a servant. It's a spirit double, if you will, that side in the spirit realm. So you can't travel, you can't touch, put hands on. You can't reach, but Sajidi can. And so we use Sajidi. Sajidi is a staff of Eshu. We use Sajidi to address outside. Sajidi has done great things for me. Uh, Sajidi um, 
I'm almost hesitant throwing the already out there in the community. Um, and, and I don't want to further the idea that, that voodoo is, is evil, that voodoo is dark. Uh, but some of you are aware someone broke into my house about five years ago, um, violated some shrines, violated some altars, took some liquor off of the jitty, um, and was dead within seven days. Was dead within seven days. So sajidis are extremely volatile. Everyone should not have a sajidi. Everyone should not possess a sajidi. Um, your constitution has to be right with a sajidi. Because if you are, you know, black candles, you know, witchcraft, you know, you're ready to curse at every corner, at every alternative, you know, at, at every disrespect, you're ready to curse. You shouldn't own a sajidi. The, the mirrors embedded in sajidi send that energy back to you. So you've got to operate and act accordance with the law when utilizing a sajidi, when, when sending sajidi out uh, to do various tasks. Because ultimately, uh, the chickens come home to roost. Ultimately, sajidi must return home to, to his owner, to the possessor of of the of the sajidi. Thank you so much, um, Arisha. I really intended to do more, uh, particularly um, with uh, Kiona's uh, motivation. Um, I just didn't have time um, to do it. I just didn't um, have time to make a new B affirmation video. I'm going to try and do it today. Um, so, but I appreciate your um, support and, and acknowledgement of Omolu um, at, at 6 p.m. U.S. Central Standard Time every day. Um, sending him out to attack the virus, um, to do the work of presenting and bringing forth the antidote uh, to the virus. The Sajidi would attack. Uh, the Omolu is the bringer and the creation of the antidote. The antidote. And of course, you, don't, you can't have an antidote without inlay, without Risha Oko, Without Oshofi, because <laughs> these these spirits stand up and govern our plants, our herbs, our trees, our bark, our roots, our fruits, our vegetables, and the airway power embedded therein. Okay, um, Urban Gorilla, ask me that off air. Too many questions I need to know. I can't take your word for it. I need to know who consecrated, where did you get it, who was that, when was that? It's, it's too personal of a question for me to ask live on air. Um, and, I, and I talked about this yesterday. Um, I'm very hesitant to buy into it's consecrated or I've been initiated or I received some appropriately, particularly if it's consecrated, it's consecrated. You should already know how to connect. How does the practitioner, how does the Bible allow, how does the God parent consecrate it, but then not tell you how to connect with it? Email me, Urban Gorilla. That's not going to work. Email me, beloved. It's too many questions. Too many questions. Um, Keona, now, there are deities that like to cut. That like to cut, and I don't know who you think 
you riding with. I don't know who you think is on your head, Kiona, but you every bit SU. You have a lot of SU policies. You have a lot of SU policies, and, and therefore you're operating with both hands. You're operating with both hands. SU likes to cut. There, there are deities that, that like profanity. <clears throat> Urban Gorilla, I, I'm anticipating an email, beloved. Um, you're, you're just putting yourself out there now. And, and I don't know how often you get to listen to the show, but in the most recent days, um, you're hitting all my pet peeves right now. <laughs> people who say it's consecrated, people who say I've been initiated, people who say, oh, well, I had God's parents, but this happened, and now I need you to explain. Um, and then there are the cases where, indeed, okay, it might be consecrated. Indeed, you know, someone might have been exposed to, but you weren't given what, what, what you do. And so an item can't be consecrated without someone telling you how to work with it, how to operate in it, especially something as volatile as a fragility. There are things you, or it will bring you bad luck. It, it will come back double fold on you in, in manifestation. So give me blog talk radio for not checking in on my staff. Please, please call me now at area code 845-277-9143. 845-277-9143, and then press that number one on your telephone keypad. Urban Gorilla, call me. If you're not using your mobile right now to view me, call me with your question, your comment, your request. Let's, let's talk about that strategy. Talk about it, beloved. Am I missing other questions, Kiona, beloved? Yes, yeah, hoodoo occultism. I have a question about using mantras uh, while meditating. Um, he wanted you to talk about that. Okay. Um, I'm trying to find that question just so I can get the context of it. But um, mantras are very powerful. Mantras are not called that obviously in, in African tradition. Um, but we still have a similar um, notion, a similar um, idea, and that is in Oriki. I'm buffering right now, so forgive me, Block Talk Radio. I'm, I'm trying to get my buffering stopped so that I don't say a whole lot of stuff that I'm going to have to repeat for the YouTube Live audience. We're buffering. Are you with me now? Forgive the buffering. Yeah. Um, mantra, obviously, is a word that comes out of India, that comes out of Asia, that comes out of the Middle East. Uh, we indeed have mantra all over the world. We just don't call it mantra. So you can't Google African mantra. Um, Europe specific. This exists in all the ethnic groups, but Yoruba specific, you have Odu and you have Oriki. Now, if a reader reads divines for you from Odu, then gives you the name of that Odu and all my godchildren, all my recent callers in the last week, you have the name of your Odu. Now, if you're committed to it, 
And I know when people are committed to it because they email me, they call me, they ask questions. What do I do with this? How do I further this? If you don't ask, I don't tell you. If you don't ask, I don't give it to you. Unless you're initiating. Because people who are initiating with me have asked. In their initial initiation request, they've asked. So I'm giving them this information that I'm now sharing with you now. So that Odu has a name, and then it has proverbs, taboos, precautions, ebos, homework, instructions attached to it, and it also has mantras. And those mantras are often referred to as oriki. So, for instance, today we acknowledge Egungun. Today we acknowledge Obatala. Today we acknowledge Iyami. Today we acknowledge Omolu. And so we would chant Oriki. And Oriki, you can find Orikis in Yoruba and in English. In Yoruba and in English. In Yoruba and in English. All over the internet. They, they got them in Facebook. It's all kind of Babalaos and, and, and Iya, Nifas, and you know, who have copied and pasted them into, into Facebook. So those chants are mantras. Those chants are mantras. And I'm going to go back earlier to the I King question. What do you do with the I King? So somebody who's not a Babalao, who's not an Ianifa, who then receives their I King and, and knows a certain number or a certain set of Odu, they're going to pound those I Kings and chant those Odu. And chant those Odu. People who have received um, the hand Ifa or on their journey to become practitioners and, and, and leaders in the tradition um, are going to recite all of the Odu. 256 Odu. Every, every Fa day. Every Ifa day. And so there are mantras. Now, I often reduce the mantras down to English because many of you are still struggling with other languages, are still struggling with learning airway and, and Fon and, and, and Yoruba. And so I don't think it makes a lot of sense to chant something over and over again, to recite something over and over again that you don't understand. I didn't understand when I was in church, people quoting Bible scriptures that they didn't understand that they hadn't delved into at a deeper level so that it's vibrating, you know, at, at the spiritual level. So I often teach and advise mantras in English that people know what they're saying, that people can connect to, um, um, you know, without trying to figure out, well, what am I saying exactly? So one of my mantras is all is a blessing. All is a blessing. It's in English. You know, uh, right away, you don't understand what I'm saying. You know, well, I'm having a hard time. Where's all the blessing in that? But over time, many of you have um, contacted me, reached out to me, and said, okay, I get it. Now I get the all the blessing. I'm greeting MW. I'm not sure who you are. Are you male or female? Um, those initials take me all the way back to my childhood so I don't know if you're you know <laughs> my childhood friend with the initials MW but I welcome you I'm, I'm not picking at your name it's just a name that I can't <laughs> you know I can't make sense of it yet but but um, I greet you thank you so much 
All is truly and indeed a blessing. Um, thank you for asking. Um, okay, Melvin Williams, thank you, thank you for asking. So I don't know you. You're not my old childhood friend, but but I welcome you just the same. All is truly and indeed a blessing. Um, can't you tell? <laughs> if I was if I wasn't doing well, um, you would know. I wouldn't get on here and, and complain about it, but you would know. Um, I vent. I get things off my chest. Um, a closed mouth doesn't get fed, which is a common mantra here in the South. So if I needed something, I, I would I would say I would I would ask. Um, and so yes, I'm grateful for your your concern and your question and your asking. Thank you kindly. Um, yeah, Keisha, it's a lot of scamming. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what you're referencing right now, but yeah, it's a lot of scamming. Uh, let's see. Are we still talking about the jitty? What are we looking at? Help me out, Kiona. Uh, am I missing my questions? Let me check my phone lines while Keona helps me get my chat together. Okay, Eric Cole. You just we waiting on Urban Gorilla to call in. Five, yeah, I'm in right now. Okay, okay. greetings for Yeah, that's me. Where are you calling from? You talking to Urban Gorilla? Yes. Okay. I'm Lafayette. Yeah, I'm calling from New Hello? York, Rochester, New York. Okay, I'm calling from Rochester, right. New York. Thank you, Charlie. I've been watching. I was unfamiliar with that 585 area code. There's so many new area uh, codes now. Bigger, yeah, I never um, called in. Yeah. Yeah, I always, so, I always uh, use the, the chat. Yeah, I appreciate it. But you're probably, you. you're probably familiar with my name. My name is Adrian Dorsey. I've been on the show a lot. Yeah, yeah I'm familiar with your name, and you've been around for a long time. So yeah. Not um, so, listen, let's talk about the suggestion. I'm not being shady. I wasn't trying to call you out. But, you know, no, that's something that I talk about often. People will come to me, you know, for services or as a client or whatnot, and um, they spit all this stuff out to me that I'm supposed to just accept. So when you say mm-hmm. it's consecrated, I-, I need to know how, by who. And, and, and why would they give you a consecrated item and not tell you how to operate it? No, it's not that they didn't give me instructions. I just was cross, you know what I'm saying, cross examination, basically. I wanted to see your uh, your knowledge on it, but I received it from the Ifa Foundation, from, from Ianifa uh, Vasa. And and oh, did she just my hand of Ifa, my hand of Ifa from there too? Under under what conditions did she give you that? What you mean by conditions? You mean the instructions, what to do with it, what not to do with it? I, I, no, 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 no. My, my question is specific. Under what conditions? Sajidi is, is given as an epo, as an epo. We don't typically set up Sajidi like we would Orisha, for example. You know, someone might mm-hmm. have Ilegwa. Someone might have Oshutra. You don't set up Sajidi because you have a preference for it or uh, uh, an interest in it. It, it commonly is attached to a need, so there's some condition in which the jitty is 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 oh, for offered. protection, and Man, you can't protection. receive. And and then therefore it would have come with an odoo. She would have thrown a hand. Shells would have been thrown. 
palm nuts would have been thrown and Odu would have been given, that Odu has a name, and then that would be attached to the Sajidi. So that's what I mean when I say under what conditions. Yeah, and if I it was get, given I appropriate. Get, I didn't get an Odu. Right. So that makes me, you know, I'm not, you, you know me, I'm, I'm not the guy who's here to battle other people or other practitioners. You know, that's not what I'm trying to do. But it's hard. No, that's actually why not, I'm asking you, Sinead. That's yeah, actually why I'm asking. Yeah, if you didn't get that. Because now you're telling me something that I didn't know. Yeah. And was and when you received it, I'm assuming it was mailed to you, right? Yes. Was it wet? Um, yeah, that I just described sajidis that people can buy in botanicas that's never been in battle. And the nails or the shards of glass or the shards of metal, depending on the type of sajidi that you have, are embedded in the sajidi individually, not all at one time, individually, each time yeah. the sajidi is sent out on a mission. So someone who has a mm. full-body sajidi, then that should be an old sajidi. It should be old. It's been used. It's been the, the sajidi that I mailed my godchild, Paul, who, who's often in the chat. I've had that, that sajidi almost 10 years. And then I sent it to him. So when I say, is it wet? Then it's got something on it. Okay. And I don't mean yeah. water. Okay. It, it, it's been yeah, I'm, given. I, I, know it had, I know it came with herbs. It, it got some kind of like, I don't know if it's blood, but it's like a red powder that's that's on it right now. It, it might have powder. Now, that sounds like a new sajidi. Uh, and it has efun on it. But it should also have evidence of blood. Um, yeah, it has evidence, that too. Evidence of palm oil, you know, suggesting that it has absolutely been in in ceremony. Um, yeah, again, I actually, you I actually witnessed the ceremony. It, okay, but they didn't give you no old do. Yeah, I didn't get no old do though. That's 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 basically why I'm asking you because I like I watch you a lot. I know you're very knowledgeable. The that's why I asked you the first? question that I asked you. That's why I was yeah, asking the, you about the hand of E5 too. Yeah, without the Odu, there's no instruction. There's no name. There's no instructions. You don't know what to call the Sajidi. You don't know how to activate the Sajidi. You don't know what the Sajidi, um, for lack of better words, is allergic to. Okay? Uh, mm-hmm. In some Odu, there's certain things you can't eat, certain things you can't drink, cannot be exposed to. So um, I would still have to address your question off air. And, and if I were to help okay. you at all, that jitty would have to be reconsecrated. And that would include okay. ceremony and an do. And in that do, what do you do? What do you not do? How do you activate the sajidi? Um and, and when? I don't feed my sajidi every day. I don't feed my sajidi within the context of the ritual calendar. Um, and, and someone who has... Yeah, I was told to do it on a Saturday. That's what I was told to do. I mean, I'm just listening what to what to feed. I don't it. know if you can see me right now, bro. I'm just breathing. That's why I'm quiet. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on just a... Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> when I hear you say, I, I, you know, they told me to do it on a Saturday, that sounds like a seven-day ritual calendar. 
And we don't work yeah. on a seven-day ritual calendar. We just don't. It's a completely different number of days in a West African work week, in a West African ritual week. And again, I'm, I, I can't say it out loud live here on the program. And, and I say it too many times why I can't. Because people listening to us, maybe not you, Urban Gorilla, but people listening yeah. to us will take what I say and will come back next week and call in on the show and say, I got a hand ephah and I got a consecrated sister jitty and can you tell me how to <laughs> operate it? And, and it's all a perpetration. Yeah. It's all a perpetration. Yeah, when you receive your, your hand you should have been given an Odoo. That's the jitty. I'm going to assume what what the real situation would look like. You had a problem with the police, yes. with the law, with the justice system, with your life in some cases. Uh, Odu was then thrown, and Sajidi stood up in the Odu. Then the Sajidi had to be consecrated in, in a completely separate ceremony from the, from the divination. Because we don't mix Orumula with other Orisha. <laughs> Orumula is the only, only Orisha that governs the board. And then Orisha stand up in the board. So it might say, you know, you need this from Eshu and you need rogation from Yemaya and you need, you know, the other. So then that is done separately. And your Sajidi would have an Odu, which is really the name for your Sajidi. And in that name, yeah. a Meiji, sometimes it's a Meiji, sometimes it's two distinct principles from the 16 principles, the 16 Aikin, and one I, I, I identify as the parent, the male parent, one is the, the, the female parent, and together they birth a new Orisha, a new, so when we say, for instance, Irete Agbi, Irete is a power by itself. If it's by itself, mm-hmm. it's a mate. It's always assumed to be a mate. Um, Agbi is a power by itself. But when they're put together, they then form a new name. And now it's Irete Agbi. And Irete Agbi is going to either be an Ire or Sofo. Ire means things that come quickly. And speed, the blessing or the curse that that's going to happen quickly, and you've got to catch it, uh, maximize it in that moment, and then it, it moves away. A sobo means not necessarily negative, or, but things that come with great effort, things that are going to come over time, things that require a process. And so there's always an, a, a, a sobo and an, an earring. There's also another word for a sobo. Because people from a sofo don't use that word. They use a completely different word to, to represent that balance. And I'm already throwing out too many words um, <laughs> to represent that balance. And that balance helps you determine the orientation of the O2. So it's either going to be, you know, really, really powerful, really so, I shouldn't even have been able to uh, uh, request a, a shigiri. You asked for it, 
Yes. Yeah, you, that, that should not have happened. Not like that. You should have said, let's, let's paint the perfect picture. I'm having a problem. It's with the law. It's with a judge. You know, with South Court. You know, whatever the issue is. Somebody's threatening my life. Then the Odu is yeah. wrong. If in the yeah, Odu, it was asked for like that, but I, I didn't get an Odu though. I don't know what yeah. that process. That's what that's why I was basically asking. So I'm willing to give you that, but you gotta you gotta do it off air. You gotta follow my protocol okay. because I'm, I'm going to have to throw a new Odu. And, and let me ask you, so I, I know I shouldn't ask you this on air, but are you still working with them? Yes. See, that's, that's an issue. That's problematic. Technically, I can't touch you now. If you really received a hand to eat far from her, and it's legitimate, I can't touch you. I can't touch you. you got to follow the instruction this, of man. your godparents. you got to follow the instruction of your godparents. And she cannot be, I said this earlier in the show, she cannot be both Baba Lau and Ianifa and Orisha Priest at the same time. It don't work like that. Yeah. If she's your godmother, then she's a, an Orisha Priest. Or she's an Apatabi, which is a wife of a Baba Lau. Or, or she has the, the skills to address you know, divination and many other things. She would then send yeah, I be- you... I, I believe it was her and her husband. I think her husband was right. Baba Lawa. Okay, she would I then believe, send I believe you they, I believe they did it together, basically. I mean, I believe they worked together. Along right, with, so like, I think it's like it's like five or six of them. Yeah, that, that's the way it should be done. But I don't understand you not getting a name, not getting an Oju. Not getting any instructions. I got instructions, but there was nothing like what you just gave me. So that's why I basically was asking the question, just to cross cross examination. Yeah, I'm not sure what to do. I'm gonna have to ask my elders because if she, if they didn't throw an old do, there's no blueprint. There ain't no footprint. And so for me now to throw an old do. And to give you a whole set of protocols and instructions, she would have to accept them. And I know that if, if I was in the same position, I ain't doing it. I don't mm-hmm. let people come to me and say, I've been initiated over here, it's half done, you know, but I'm still in contact with you. Not with me. You need to have to sever those ties and start again with me and do it right. Or you need to go back to those people and ask why. Why? You, so now you got I got a good question to ask. Yeah, that, there, that you got information that there are things missing, and, and you need understanding now as to why. That's, okay. that's scary to me because they're they playing around with your life, especially if it was your life, because we only get Sagittian and screaming for circumstances. I've only gifted one if they alive. Yeah, I've only gifted one city in the in the last ten years, and that client is a police officer. Hmm. Again, someone who's in danger, their, their life is in danger, or they're or they're caught up in the judicial system in a not in a not good way. 
I, I don't want to tell all his business, but yeah, there was a problem. So, so can you give me a, a question to uh, direct towards him in order to find out? Um, yeah. Who's um, doing what's what? Yeah. Um, I've done a little research. I've, I've talked to an elder. I'm concerned that Master Jitty doesn't have a name. And Odu, a blueprint for how to, to move forward with it. And if they say, oh, well, what do you mean? What do you mean? Well, when you threw the Odu that said that I should have the, the Sajidi, what Odu were you all reading? They should be able to answer that without an argument. And it should be documented. It should be documented. Every reading I do is documented. I'm looking at my chat now. If y'all don't realize it or not, every reading we do is documented. Because when you come back to me, I'm going to build on the on the the, the old dude that fell before it, yeah, like a yeah. tree, like a tower. So there's got to be an old dude. Are they Hispanic? Yes. I'm shocked. God, I'm shocked. Where are they from? <laughs> Florida. Oh, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm shocked. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of um, the Deeper Foundation. Yeah, I, I just... They got a the big resort out there in Florida. Yeah, I was hoping you didn't say their name out loud again. <laughs> oh, <God>. um, <laughs> only, only because I'm not trying to... You know me. I'm not trying to go on the attack. I'm not trying to look like I'm attacking. You know, we all know preachers that do that. You know, that talk down every other church. that talk. I don't want to look like that's what I'm doing. But... There's some things that ain't right there, brother. There's some things that ain't right. Thank you. So, yeah, that would that's, be my question. That's exactly why I asked you. Yeah, that would be my question. And 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 what do I do with this with this Virginia? Now you did say they gave you some instruction. So you know where does it go? Um, how do I feed it if if I'm to feed it at all? And that's a trick. The, the initiate never feeds the jitty on their own. Never feed Ogu on their own. Never feed Eshu on their own. And and never feed the Ikeen on their own. You have to carry that back to your, your Babalao, your Ianika, or your godparents. So that was a bit of a trick question. But how to care for it, what to do with it, how to acknowledge it, that all is embedded in the Ogu. So that scares me a little bit. Um, is it is it safe for you to tell me where you keep it? Uh, I actually have it in my uh, in my bedroom window. It shouldn't be in your bedroom. You live alone? No. Okay, that's, so that's I, actually I why I have it there. Though. I can't. You didn't have to say. I, I I got it. I got it. All my questions are are, are coded or tricked. I, I got it. I, I understand why you got it in your bedroom. I get it. I get it. Yeah, they should have given you some very clear instructions, beloved. So I'm not going to ask you much more about it, about what's around it, what else is there. Uh, I'm going to wait to get your email response. I'm still willing to help you out. Um, I'm just on the fence about it. You said ask, what's the old do? And what was the other question? Yeah, what's the old do and and what's the name of it are, are kind of the same question. What's governing okay. this? What's powering it? What what force is standing up in it? And that's born from Odu. So 
So you, mm. without that oh do you, you you don't know what you got. Yeah. Even if we were talking Great. about uh, shoes, Elegua, you know, we, we recently talked about that on the show and, and how easily people can go in the store and buy them and then bring them back into their house. And I have to, you know, tell people not only is it empty, is it hollow, it has no, no organs, no innards, but, but you have no name for it. You have no personality for it if, if no divination has been done. So, yeah, I would ask, what's this name? What divination was thrown? Because you don't know how to uh, operate with it without that. Okay. So I'm not going to ask you why they gave it to you. I'm not going to ask you that, not on air. But I'm curious. What what kind of problems were uh, you having? That? Yeah. I'll definitely so get I'll back wait, to you on it. Yeah. I'll, I'll wait to see your email. Okay. Thank you so much Thank for calling you. in. Yeah. Stay Thank with you, you for this. Just, okay. um, just, just mute yourself so that um, we don't hear your background noise. And then, of course, if you okay. have a question or comment, um, unmute yourself and and just come on back. Okay. I want to respond to uh, Kiana. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Um, set up a safe space for your answer. Now, this isn't the same thing as you reaching out to me by email and receiving instruction, ancestral work and divination. But right now, for you and anyone who may not be initiated, anyone who may not have godparents, may not be working with anybody yet, you want to create a sacred space for them. Gather photographs. Gather obituaries. Um, that's easier said than done in some families. Some families are kind of close, and you can kind of ask for those things, and no questions will be asked. No one will suspect what you're doing. Um, in other cases, people might ask what you're doing. Depending on the, the religious nature of your family, the cultural nature of your family, you may or may not want to go into great detail about why you're asking for it. But you want to gather obituaries. You want to gather pictures if you can. Uh, if you indeed have grandma stuff, uh, your brother sister stuff, your your mom or dad's stuff. Uh, you want it to be in, in the space um, with this shrine, with this altar. Uh, to some degree, that's the case in my family, uh, beloved. My family is broken. My family is torn. I communicate with my mom and not my dad. Uh, I communicate with my, my, my sister Wapani, my mother's child, but I don't hear a lot from my other brothers and sisters, my dad's children. Uh, I don't hear a lot from either side of my family. My mother's family is very small, very few boys. Uh, my dad's family is very large, boys, girls, children. Um, but I have a few aunties that I can connect with, you know, a few cousins, older cousins, 60s, 70s, 80s, that I can connect with. And they keep me in the loop. They make sure I get the information. They make sure I, I, I know who passed and that somebody mails me an obituary. Often it's my mom. Uh, they trust my mom more than me because my mom is evangelical Christian. Uh, so my mom might get two, three, four copies of the obituary and then mail one to me. Uh, so, so set up a sacred space for them. Let them know that they are acknowledged. Let them know that you are inviting their uh, interference. Um, 
and I don't mean negative interference. I mean them, their involvement in your life, in your activities, in, in your hopes, in your dreams, uh, in your challenges, if you will. Um, invite them in through activities. Never keep anyone living table up against a wall, whether it's a corner table, nestled in a corner. Don't put your babies and your children and, and, and the living imagery in, in that space because we're acknowledging the dead. We're acknowledging ego. We're acknowledging those who are on the other side. We're acknowledging ego, which, which is a form of ancestors. Those are newly dead. Those are the dead that you know. Those are the dead that are close to you. Those dead are not always evolved. They may have been sick in life, literally and figuratively. They may have been very problematic in life. And so we placate them. We satiate them. We serve them on the ground and we feed food and sweets and libations on the ground to keep them still and at peace while they go through the sort of active process of healing, evolving in the spirit realm. Catholics refer to that as purgatory. Then there are the Ungun, the evolved ancestors. They are highly, higher evolved. They're not quite so problematic. They've already been healed uh, in the spirit realm. They now are imparting something that is useful to, huma- to humanity, that is beneficial to humanity. So it might be your favorite grandma who looked out for you when she's alive and is absolutely still looking out for you in, in the spirit realm. Um, also, egungus that may not necessarily be a blood relative, not necessarily, or might be 20 generations removed, 10 generations removed. Uh, we also acknowledge, you know, your Dr. Kings and your Malcolm X's and your uh, Nefertiti's and, and your uh, Cleopatra's and your great leaders and rulers in the world who might be intersecting with your bloodline. Um, by way of 23andMe, for instance, I use 23andMe.com and I also use Ancestry.com in terms of uh, distinguishing my DNA and my DNA relative. And it was 23andMe that connected me back to Kemet, back to ancient Egypt, and back to specific people, specific figures who stand up as Egungun in my bloodline. I'm trying to pull it up now. Of course, my Google browser is moving slow. Um, It's almost like they know I need to use it. They know what I'm looking for. They know what I'm trying to do while I'm live on air, so it's uh, it's a problem. But but I got it now. It's loading. So it was by way of 23andMe that I got more specific details about my comedic ancient Egyptian ancestry and to mention people specifically. So I'm a direct descendant of Ramses III. Ramses III uh, and I are, are related. Uh, so he's, he's probably a great, 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 great grandfather, 30 times removed, 35 times removed. Uh, but, I, but I now have proof that I indeed do have that pharaonic ancient Egyptian ancestry, even in my lineage, even in my, um, in my DNA. So some of you got a favor for Egypt, and that's okay. Some of you have a favor for Orisha. That's okay, but Arisha is living. 
Orisha are considered living. We don't mix the dead and the living together. So don't bring Orisha into your, your ancestral shrine. Uh, uh, there's a word for the parents of the Orisha that exists in the ancestral realm that we use in, in, in Yoruba. Um, and they're called, every time I get ready to say my foreign words live on air, I have that brain freeze. Uh, they are the Irumale. I-R-U-N, like, not like Nancy, Irun Mole, M-O-L-E, Irumale. They are the parents, the great-grandparents, the ancestors of the Orisha. So we only speak of, you know, Orisha-like characteristics only in relationship to that, only in relationship to Irumale. So it's okay to have, you know, Asian imagery, um, comedic imagery, African imagery, uh, Mayan imagery, Aztec imagery, as it relates to the ancestral origins of your lineage. But don't bring anything else, spirit or humanity, into your shrine, into your altar that's living. And then get with me. And then contact me to get your ancestor work and divination done. Um, I did hear the countdown, Keona, even if you didn't. So we're well into Block Talk Radio archive. So no one can call in on the live phone line. There are only two people um, who I can open your mic, and that's, of course, Keona, whose mic is always open. And then I have a 404 area code who's still on the phone line. If you choose to raise your hand to press number one, I'll open your mic and allow you, Eric Code 404, to ask questions, comments. Um, you two, you and Keona, will be my, my star co-hosts uh, for the remainder of the show. So 404, um, your mic is open. I think I said your Eric Code three times, 404. So your mic is now open. You can ask your questions, make your comments, speak your truth. All is a blessing. 404. Turn Queen your... Kashir Queen had a question, but I don't want to be overbearing and say send an email, so I will allow you no, to no, no. your head your show. Okay, is she on the Hello? phone line or speak up? Who's calling? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, who's calling? Okay, my uh my name is Sherilyn Simon. I'm I'm calling with a question. Hold on. Where are you calling from? Uh Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Greetings, beloved. Thank you so much for representing for Georgia and calling in. What Thank is your you. Question? Please turn um, your YouTube down. Yeah. Turn oh, the volume. Yes. Okay. So um, a follow-up to the urban gorilla question, uh, the person who had the sigilly. I okay. had some sigilly. I have some art that I brought in this, some African art that I brought in this art, art store that is from the Dogon tribe in Mali, West mm-hmm. Africa. And mm-hmm. it's, it just, it doesn't have the nails in it, but it does have the, the, the paste and the uh, cowrie shells on it. Mm-hmm. And it, would that be something someone was working with, or I because I just purchased it, I didn't know that they were working on it was something maybe that they had used to work with 
let me say this first, because I, I get where you're coming from. I, I totally do. Um, and you, some, for some reason, even though I can't see you, you have the energy of one of my aunts, um, Sandra Bank, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, um, who traveled the world, went to Africa, brought back a whole bunch of stuff, and then started seeing manifestations in her house. Uh, then started seeing things run from corner to corner in her house. Um, and eventually got rid of all her African art. Unfortunately, I was very young at the time. Uh, I was 13, 14, 15 years old at the time. I, I didn't have the mindset that I have now. Uh, otherwise, I would have kept all that art that she uh, got rid of. So I, I want to go back to what you said. I heard you say Kyrie Shell. I want you yes. to repeat the other, the other item that you said was on it before you said Kyrie Shell. Okay, so it has, it's a, a wooden uh, depiction of a man, and around the chest breast area, it has what looks like uh, packs of clay from the uh, arms all the way down the chest, and on top of the clay, there are cowrie shells. And then on top of his head, in the form of a cone, there is more of the clay in the shape of a cone. Okay, so, okay, I got you. Hold on for a second. I got you. I, I can hear your breath, so I knew you were getting ready to say something. Um, traditionally, Africans did not create art. Traditionally. Hear what I'm saying. Everything mm-hmm. had a purpose. Everything had a, mm-hmm. had a usage. Now, they would make it beautiful, they wanted it to be attractive. It, it would speak a language, but everything had, had a usage. Now, when we look at art, I personally have a gallery, the gallery name. I don't need competition with the pieces that I'm, I'm buying. Um, it's an art gallery, and they collect crowns, spears, jewelry, statuary, masks, implements, everything. They, they, they collect them. They make it clear when they sell a piece that it's either been used or not used in a ceremony. So I don't know if your piece came with paperwork. I don't know if you can still go back to, let's say, their website and pull up your soul piece and and, and it has any written material attached to it. But it should always tell you, um, like, for instance, this website might say um, it's in great condition. However, we're concerned that it doesn't have batima, which is a bruising. If I rub mm-hmm. something enough, it leaves a bruise, it leaves a mark. It fades the color, you know, if I grab it in, in a certain way. That's how um, experts are able to validate whether an African piece was created for tourists and to be sold in the market as art or if it was actually used. Now, sometimes those pieces, they're real, they're authentic, but they have all the elements of ritual work. Now, your piece sounds like it could have very well been used or it was created to be used like a sajidi that's got all the nails already in it, but it's just never been done. It's never been actually consecrated or used in a ceremony. Um, You didn't say it, but I feel concerned. So I would ask, 
just like my, my auntie Sandy, uh, has it done anything? Are you experiencing right. anything? Is yes. it doing anything weird in your house? Well, that's the point. I'm not really sure, but I believe I have. I'm not. I'm not real clear whether it was the piece that I had sitting in the area when I had the experience, or the actual, uh, or, or something else. So, not, and not only that, but also this same art shop, I brought pieces for my children. So my son has a Dogon mask hanging up in his house that I bought for him. And my daughter has a, a figurine uh, from the same art gallery. <laughs> Are they from the East Coast? They're in Atlanta as well. Oh, okay, okay. I might know who you're talking about. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, the, you, the gallery. The gallery is in Maryland. Oh, the gallery is in Maryland. Okay, so it is. It's a, not uh, even a gallery. It's actually uh, someone who collects a lot of this art. I don't know, you know, his connections, but I mean, he had a lot of very nice, authentic pieces from the Dogon area, from the Dogon people. And, you know, very nice, expensive pieces. But these were things that I selected out of his shop. A, so he, he doesn't have a website. A uh, I brought both, two statues and a mask. Yeah, if you would, just take pictures of it and send me an email. Okay. And I, and I can then better tell you what it is, how it was used or, or was intended to be used, and to what degree okay. you, should be concerned, you should be concerned about it. Now, you haven't okay. so far, and I've given you more than one opportunity. So far, you haven't said anything negative. You haven't suggested that it's no, you up No, no, there was nothing, no, no, nothing negative at all. Nothing negative at all, but definitely some very powerful activity. Um, so, but not still Cali not Cali. clear whether right calories I mean, are, are typically don't have any negative connotations to them. Um, cowrie shells either represent numbers or children or financial um, um, monetary uh, imagery. Um, sometimes it's it's represented as an spirit, um, which could be contained in that you just um, on the statuary, but but if the statuary has on its body, if that power it or the owner of, um, particularly in the locations where the packets might be presented, uh, which which is again why I, I'm really curious to see exactly what we're talking about. I could give you um, a better explanation, really, if I could if I could see it. Does the mask have like? A piece of cloth hanging from that 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 has cowrie shells on it. No, there are no uh, cowrie shells on the mask. There is a uh, beard that's um, it looks like mop strings that create the beard on the mask. Yeah, yeah, those sound um, and no offense because I have no idea how much you paid for them. Um, they sound very tourist-like. Mm-hmm. So, they, you know, we expect our cousins to, to eat in Africa. 
So they do right. create people that they know are going to market, going to tourists, that they know are coming to America, and they have not been used in a ceremony or, or consecrated. And so your pieces sound very, um, I'm trying to find a better word than touristy, very art-oriented, you know, right. or display. And, and as I said right. in the beginning, culturally, Africans didn't make things just for display. Art is a European concept. They made things for use, whether it's in cooking, right. ceremony, protection, make, you know, entertaining or interesting uh, is a whole nother element to it. So um, right. they don't sound dangerous to me. They sound pretty safe to me. Um, but if you want to um, take a picture of them and then send that to me in an email. Okay. Thank you so much. I'll do that. I appreciate you, beloved. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, you, you too. Can, you can stay the front and just mute yourself so that we don't hear any of your background noise. And then if you do okay. have another question or comment, um, just jump back in. Will do. Thank you. you. Keona, are you still with me? You don't have nothing to say, beloved. No, I don't. It was an amazing show, another healing episode. Yes, and remember those understand my voice. Um, if you do have an ancestral shrine or if you are now um, setting that up, um, today is your day. Today we acknowledge the Oh, wait, Egg I forgot. I forgot to remember. I forgot to remember. The Egg send it to Not the problematic family members. Not the family members that invoke negative feelings for you. And, and often your egungus, you don't know. You've never known. Um, they're often your great, 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 great grandmama and grandpa are removed from you. Um, your slave ancestors and, and ancestors that even predate colonialism are your egungus. And we would acknowledge them and stand with them today. We also acknowledge the spirit of the white cloth. So come here in the white today. If you if you have Obatala, acknowledge Obatala today. If you don't have Obatala, look up to the sky and acknowledge the white clouds. So those white fluffy clouds, they, they are Obata or form of Obatala. So we acknowledge Obatala in there with praying hands. Surrounded by Obatala. I love that. I appreciate that. Hit me with your questions now in all capital letters in the chat. Kayla, I see you. And she's at work listening to us. You all will be surprised many people listen to us from work and in their work or office space. I'm being um, Cameron, uh, um, our. Producer of our theme music, our opening song. I'm Diane. I greet you all. Sings and does the opening comeback home to Africa. Diane Cameron Elon and, and activity right now in, in Twitter. She's popping up on my alert. So I want to give her thanks for offering us this uh, duty free song to play um, on our show and I appreciate you. I appreciate that song. I play that song even when I'm not broadcasting at least once a day. Uh, sometimes two or three times a day. 
A Witch Doctor and Come Back Home to Africa by Diane Cameron Elan. Grateful for you, beloved. Grateful for you. Grateful for you. Um, wishing nothing but blessings, Diane Cameron Elan. Thank you all. Thank you all. Hit me with your questions. I'm quest. I will be moving forward. Queen Shire, Queen uh, Ty Shear had a question, but I directed to the um, the email, and then Kiana Metlock, she has another question too. Uh, does she have a, a private question or, or a question I can answer? Um, well, it appears she wanted you to answer it online, but it was um, in regards to um, I gotta find it again. It was in regards to the. She just um, wanted to know how how does she go about finding her guardian Orisha the proper way? That can only be done by divination. That can only be done by divination, and it should involve ancestor work and divination. Your head. There should be specific work that's done in regards to your head, and, and just so I'm clear, it has a name. Whether we're talking about voodoo. Heshtudu, West African Voodoo, Ifa, Akan, it has a name. It should accompany your ancestors. And then the third bottom right corner of that triangle is the spirit or reach that governs your head. And when that is not specified, we start out with Eshu. But when it's specified in divination, and there's a word for that divination, I've never said it live on air because if I say it, people will start calling in and say, oh, I've had this ceremony done, and and can you answer a whole bunch of questions for me? And if you've had this ceremony done, you ain't got no questions to ask me. And then my next response is, where are your godparents? (laughs) Just like I asked beloved urban gorilla, "Where, where are your godparents? Who gave you that hand? Who gave you that sagitti? And why aren't they answering these questions for you? Now, when that breaks down, there is an opportunity now. When that breaks down completely, then, yes, then Urban Gorilla, I could work with him. Yes, then I could take on the way of Godchild. But that family, that relationship, just like divorce, has to be closed. That has to be closed. Because you're now attached to their energy. So when I start doing work on you and for you, I got to work them too. And and that's tiring. I got to work them as well. That's tiring. And many of you are being caught. Listen to the words I'm using. Are being trapped by these practitioners. Primarily for financial gain. Paul, who's often in the room, Paul C. will tell you I rarely ask for anything. Now, I might say I need, for instance, I need means to purify large volumes of water over the long term. I still don't have that. I have 100 gallons of water, rainwater in the back, and I need a specific equipment in order to do that. Someone promised me they were going to send that, uh, and they never did. And I'm not going to call that person out that person's name out because it wouldn't be fair to them. Uh, but but that's what I do. Uh, I say I need food. I need water. <laughs> Can you help me out with some kids? That's what I say. But 
asking for, you know, call me now. Send me your donation right now. Send me your seed money. I, I don't do that. I, I don't do that. I, I'm not that kind of practitioner, and it dredges up so much negative other stuff that goes along with it. But when you start asking me about very specific rituals, uh, if you're asking about setting up a shrine for your ancestors, uh, Akisha Smith, you want to get with me off air in my email for the ancestor and working divination. Now, I was asked yesterday, and I'm asked about once or twice a year, am I initiating in voodoo? if I sign up to do ancestor work and divination with you. Because some of you all are still, you know, Hebrew Israelites. Some of you all are Jews. I got godchildren that are Christian. I got godchildren that are evangelicals, you know, who are not doing voodoo, who are not doing Orisha, but are operating in the realm of ancestors. Because you can't mix Orisha and ancestors anyway. You can't mix up the living with the dead anyway. So they can maintain their religion, their belief system, and just do ancestral work and divination with me. And I really should say divination first because we need that divination to determine, just like I told Urban Gorilla, to determine the blueprint, the, the, the blueprint for your shrine, the, the blueprint for your altar, the blueprint for interaction with your maternal lineage and your paternal lineage. I also suggest DNA. At some point, I'm going to say DNA, DNA, DNA. Get your DNA done so that we can then specify ethnic groups, specify geographic location, specify uh, ancestral lineage, and then ancestral work, um, Keisha and, and Kiona and whoever I'm talking to right now, um, ancestor work will then utilize that divination information in terms of how to set up your shrine. Your your shrine, your altar is like magic unto itself. It's a magical ritual space unto itself. Just the moving around of the items on my shrine changes the frequency, energy. For my Star Trek fans, how many Star Trek fans do I have out there? old school Star Trek as well as the new. They've got all this technology and buttons and lights and switches and levers. And so your shrine operates in that way. And so you're moving around energy, your pots, your taurine, your candle work is designed to, to position certain energy, certain frequencies on your table. So that's why I have ancestral work and divination. I give up those secrets, how to operate, how to communicate, how to know if my ancestors are accepting my libation, how to know if my ancestors want more than water, want more than rum, want more than coffee. So no one has to initiate in voodoo or initiate in, in, in Ifa per se. And, and if you are coming for ancestral work and divination, but you are not interested in, in, in initiation or moving forward in the tradition, we're not going to discuss your head. We're not going to talk about your head. You're only being held up by your ancestors. So we're only going to do ancestral work and divination. When you have a problem, a request, a, a crossroad, it is your ancestors.
ancestors that are coming to your defense, not the Oshun. Oshun didn't have anything to do with you hitting the number. Oshun didn't have anything to do with your raise. Oshun didn't have anything to do with you finding $20 on the sidewalk. He ain't even Oshun's number. Okay, it is your ancestors that are holding you up. My, my, my children, it is your ancestors, beloved, that are holding you up, beloved. It is your ancestors. If you have not done this work, this initiatory work, it's your ancestors. And, and you are risking, the risk is you're inviting Jen. Jen will respond to you. Demons will respond to you. Earth spirits will respond to you. Gnomes, fairies will respond to you through your work. And you think you're moving ocean. You think you're moving Ilegwa. You moving Ogun, you know, and, and you're really not. And who's protecting you from the foolishness are your ancestors. Even my own foolishness, even my own arrogance, even my own sense of, oh, I got this. I know what I'm doing. Let me just light this candle. And, and it's my ancestors that protect me from my own nonsense and yours too. So, Create a sacred space for them. Invite them. Let them know that they're welcome. Make sure the elements are present. Earth, water, fire, or the mind is your own consciousness, your own awareness, your own routine connection with your ancestors. Thank you, Kiona, for the question mark. Kian, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Your, your vowels are, are, are messing with my dyslexia. Uh, but so I hope I got your name right. I hope it is Kiana. Um, Kiana Medlock, the Mormon religion worker, always asked to do blessings over you and your children's head. Is that bad? Okay, first of all, beloved, I don't answer the door. <laughs> Let me get my, uh, I'm buffering, I'm buffering. Give me a moment to reconnect here, I'm buffering. I'm buffering, buffering, I gotta create a buffering song. I'm buffering, 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 buffering. I'm gonna create a new song, it's gonna be called the buffering song. I'm gonna create a song called buffering so that y'all know I'm buffering. Cause it's a delay. I know the buffering is happening on the buffering is happening. Um, but I will talk about it. Uh, first of all, beloved, I don't, I don't answer the door. And if I do answer the door, I make it clear. I make it clear. We don't acknowledge no demon, no jinn, no, no wayward religions up in here. We acknowledge the religions of our forefathers. And of course, you know, if they if they strong enough to stand there and ask, voodoo. We do voodoo here. We we're not interested in Jehovah Witness. We're not interested in the Mormons. We're not interested in anyone that needs to proselytize, that needs to sell their religion at my door. Now, I got my pet peeve out of the way. Um, they're praying over your head. They're marking your head. They're blessing your head. Not just for goodwill, good intent, but for Mormonism. Their goal is to bring your souls into Mormonism. 
started reading your question, um, uh, Kiona Metlock, can you hear me clearly? Can you hear me clearly? Is, is, is Kiona, can they hear me clearly? Is the audio jacked up? Oh wow! I can hear Kiona. you just fine on my on my laptop and on the phone. So I don't know I don't know what's happening on their end. Okay, so Kiona, maybe your internet might be buffering. Maybe your page needs to be a, a refreshed. Yeah, because mine but is clear. Yeah, mine is too on both my mobile and my desktop. They're literally praying over your head. They're literally marking you for Mormonism. Not just, okay, we're coming by and we want to offer a prayer of goodwill and thanksgiving, but also marking your head for Mormonism. Now, something you might not know, and many of my listeners may not know, is that's, that's regular business for the Mormons. The Mormons may not like what I'm here to say, but the Mormons operate in ancestral honor, ancestral worship ancestral divination. So the Mormons have all of our names. If you have a social security number, if you have a birth certificate, the Mormons have your name in a file. In a file. The Mormons pray over everybody. Everybody on the planet. Everybody's name. Everybody's social security number. Everybody's birth certificate. This is real. This ain't no propaganda. The Mormons pray over everybody. The Mormons baptize everybody, even in death. You die, and it's obituary out there in the newspaper. The Mormons baptize your name, baptize your name to ensure you make it into heaven. Now, some of you might be okay with that. Some of you might be all right with that. Let me handle mine. I'm okay. I, I got my my, my check. I'm able. I'm saved by the ancestors, saved by God because I am God, and God stands up in me and with me. So I, I, I don't need the extra religion. Now I embrace all goodwill. You know, I acknowledge Hinduism and I acknowledge Islam in my own way, and I acknowledge Christianity in my own way. And I acknowledge evangelical Christianity in my own way. And truth stands up in all traditions without the indoctrination. But, yeah, they're, they're not just giving you good luck, giving you a prayer. They're marking your head for Mormonism, for Mormonism. Ensuring that you're saved as a part of the Mormon count beyond your death. And if they have your name and your paperwork, you know, which is public record, by the way, um, they baptize you and your children through the Mormon tradition. They, they baptize you, and particularly the dead. This is a factual. You can Google this. You can Bing this. This is factual. So that's what's happening, Kiona. They're not just praying for your goodwill and your health and your strength. They're also marking your head for the Mormon family, the Mormon uh, uh, congregation on the other side, in the spirit realm. The Mormons did a lot on the other side. The Mormons also have had documented alien intervention. But you got to be deep in the Mormon tradition to get access to that information. 
so too do the Scientologists. E.F. Hutton uh, channels Scientology from an alien, uh, from an alien uh, extraterrestrial. Oh, y'all didn't know that? <laughs> oh, you didn't know that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> My bad. My bad. Um, uh, M.W., uh, Melvin, um, I see you talking on, um, about witchcraft. Email me about that. Now, sometimes these readers will tell you you got witchcraft on you just to get you to invest more money or more time with them. I can't tell you how many people come to me thinking they twist it up. Uh, I talked about this a lot on yesterday's show, uh, Melvin, M.W., um, thinking they twist it up with black magic or, or whatever, and it's you twisting yourself up. Um, a lot of people no, he don't had asked a help. question, and I asked him to, I'm sorry, he had asked a Go question ahead. as to why it was done, and I asked him to be more specific, and that's why he put the last comment there to me, because he was asking you why it was done, but that's all he said is why is it done. Yeah, I, first of all, I can't even validate that it was done without doing the divination. And just because somebody says they're going to curse you or, or somebody put witchcraft on you does not make it true. It doesn't make it true. Um, as I was saying before, um, Keona helped me clarify that. Um, I'm saying that every day. Every day I'm with somebody, beloved, you can curse yourself or it's your imagination or, or, or you go too far with it. Um, a lot of people suggesting the witchcraft are using that as a ploy to sort of suck you in to deeper levels of service. Especially if the reading was cheap or free. Pay attention to what I just said. Especially if the reading was cheap or for free. People will often offer you free services, free reading, a free opportunity to sort of connect to you. So they say, talking, it's you leaking your information. Once you have leaked your information in that free reading, now they got you. Oh, baby, you got, yeah, I see the cloud over your head. Let me work that out for you, but it's going to cost you $500. It's going to cost you $1,000, et cetera. So I don't trust, just like I don't trust everybody, urban gorilla, who is consecrated, who, who say they received a legitimate hand. I don't trust everybody who say that they've been cursed. I don't trust everybody who say somebody put a curse on them. Because a lot of these folks, these, these wannabe witches ain't got no power to curse nobody but themselves, to bind up and tie up nobody but themselves, and holding conversation with them where you now pick up the negative energy, the dark energy. You know, the psychic world link that Keona just put in the chat is great if you just want to talk to me for five minutes, ten minutes. You got general questions you want to ask. You want a quick tarot reading. You know, great. But if you know that your situation is complicated, if you know your situation requires more work, if you're seeking initiation, ancestral work and divination, go directly to my email. But if you just want a general tarot reading, if you just want to talk, if you just have questions that you need answered in the moment, three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I invite you to hit me up on my uh, Psychic World link 
Uh, and by all means, your comment and rating is of more importance to me than your donation. I, I can't say that enough. Your comment and rating is more important to me than your donation. Than your donation. My rent, my utilities, that's my disability, that's my acting, that's my performance check. My, my donations for my ministry go into the ministry. Those of you who buy seven-day candles know how much that costs and to be delivered. Those of you who buy lamp oil know how much that costs. Olive oil. Think of the amount of olive oil that I go through in a ministry. I go through more olive oil than your local corner Pentecostal apostolic church. Okay, so that's where the donations go. The donations go into the ministry. The donations go into feeding the block that some of you have that take 30 to 90 days to undo. After you get that three-hour reading, that two-hour reading from me, how many times after that do I ask you for anything when I'm doing the course of your work? Usually never. And chicken thing free, goat thing free, lamb thing free. It's not free. Chicago ain't free. Resin ain't free. Herbs that I don't have, can't grow on my own, have to acquire, not free. So like any ministry, the, the money goes into the ministry, into the ministry. I don't own a car. I don't own a car. So so like your pro, I ain't got the Mercedes, the Jaguar, the BMW. I ain't got a Toyota. I, I don't own a car. I haven't been able to afford one. I don't own my house. I rent. I'm a renter. I got a lifelong. I had a lifelong lease where I am right now, because the owner of this house is a culture. Okay, but that's it. I, I share my economics live on air all the time. I pay taxes. My my income, how I handle my money is public record. It's public record. Okay, my PayPal. Uncle Sam is in my PayPal. That's why when you all send me those requests, I said, don't play around with questions. Don't be a play around with your service. Government is watching us. Uncle Sam sees us. You know, I'm like I'm not like the church who's tax free. I pay taxes. I pay taxes. I'm I'm not passing through the tax as a as a religion and 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 y'all watching me buy houses and mansions and stuff. That ain't me. I pay taxes on, on everything that I do. Um, Keona, you're asking about the uh, Medlock. I'm sorry, Keona Medlock. You're asking about the 5G. Um, the 5G has nothing to do with the conspiracies and the propaganda and the that are going around. They have no correlation at all. Uh, we talked about this yesterday. Uh, Keona brought up a very valid point. Uh, China, Japan, they've got higher than 5G. They've had 5G for years. They've had 6G and 7G and 8G for years. If Microsoft has Windows 10, Windows 11, you can be sure China has uh, um, G much higher than the 5. They might be at 10 or 11. Remember now, China got robots. China has vending machines that cook food, hot food, okay? So we're talking about detailed technology here. 
So this 5G thing is the, is the imagination of some Western teenager who likes to send you viral stuff in your messenger and get you worked up. All that stuff you get in your messenger that in the last week I've been suggesting people, ignore Facebook Messenger altogether. Ignore Facebook Messenger altogether and start spamming and blocking all the messages that you get through Facebook Messenger. They're designed to, to track you. They're designed to capture you. They're designed to bring you in. If it don't say, hey, this is your mama, this is your sister, and use language that you are from ignoring. It's not real. It's not real. It's, it's, it's not real. So 5G linked to virus is not real. The 5G is not giving people the virus. The 5G ain't giving people cancer. If that was the case, China would be full of cancer. Half of China would, would be cancer patients. And we know China um, typically to have better health than most Americans until they come here, until they embrace Western food and Western culture and, and Western sugar and fat. Asians are much healthier than us. So the whole 5G thing is, is just drama, beloved. Ain't no connection between 5G and, um, and the virus. Solana Moon, I pray I'm pronouncing your name properly. Greetings, beloved. Uh, I should have greeted you uh, 30 minutes ago. You've been in the room. My apologies. I'm just now seeing your comments, though. Um, they're saying they went to the moon and counting galaxies, but we only got 5G. Um, yeah, they absolutely went to the moon. Um, your comment might suggest that you might be a conspiracy theorist, maybe, and you don't believe they went to the moon. They absolutely went to the moon. Um, they are absolutely counting galaxies. Uh, and I'm not just talking, I'm well-versed in astronomy, astrology, from the scientific perspective, not the horoscope perspective. Um, I have the NASA channel, for instance, on speed dial, uh, which allows you to watch them out there floating and fixing the satellites and fixing the antenna. So when we went to the moon, we absolutely are mapping and counting galaxies um, accurately with technology. And I'm only suggesting that the Asians are absolutely doing that, absolutely doing that. So I don't think that there's a connection between us getting viruses and, and the introduction of, of 5G in the West. In fact, we've had 5G at least 